They talk about how much money they make. They talk about their muscles, like how much they can bench press. I mean, oh my goodness. It's not a red flag like in soccer where they say you're out of the game. It's a red flag in front of the bull saying, all right, I got a charge right now. Welcome to the Aloha Friday podcast, coming from the Landsberg Law Office in the historic penthouse suite of the Executive Center in downtown Honolulu. Here we talk to the most interesting people we know, from current events to how they got to where they are to how they see the world. And now, your co-hosts of the Aloha Friday podcast, Marcus Landsberg and Naomi Cooper Christensen. Aloha. Aloha, this is Marcus Landsberg from the Aloha Friday podcast. Today I'm joined by my co-host, Naomi Cooper Christensen. How are you doing today, Naomi? I'm doing great. I've got some red wine, so we're doing great. Is there a way you could turn up your microphone or how you can do that? Is that because, better now? Be, yes, because what we're going to talk about today, I very much want to hear what you have to say. We have a <laughs> special program that we've planned out today uh, in depth without a guest. It's just going to be me and you having a conversation as friends uh, discussing stuff. Sounds good. And then mainly what I'm going to discuss about is uh, we know from your bio, which is on our podcast, on our webpage, on everything else, that you are a current model and obviously a former model. Um. But let's talk about dating. When a guy wants to talk to a model, what should he be thinking about? Is it different or are they just a human being like anybody else? Oh, boy. Um, so from my experience, models in general are pretty diverse, but it used to be so this is like a little bit of my age factor here before okay. Instagram, when there was no Insta model and there was no social media model and you actually had to, you had to print out pictures of your latest work that you've done. And you actually had to rip out the magazine pages that you were in and you had to, you know, go find whoever made your commercial, make friends with them and ask for like a CD to be sent to your house. And that was how you showed your work is you had to have like legit material that was published somewhere that you had to, you know, keep relationships with to, to be able to prove that you had done this and you had to have a printed resume. It wasn't like you could just have everything listed on Instagram or a website. Right. So this is what I was used to. Those kind of models, I think were definitely, it took a little more, not in any way to put down an Insta model that is still a legitimate job and they make way more money than, than I know how to make on Instagram. But I'm just saying that. No, it's no, a no. Different, put them down. Put them down. It's a, it's a different kind of work. It's, it's harder yeah. to have to um, prove yourself with physical materials than it is to just throw up some photos with a filter. And um so it's like a, it's, it's a different, I would say it's a different kind of model that I was used to being around, which a lot of times they were pretty snobby, but it was also because they worked so hard, right. To get themselves physical. I mean, the type of work that they were doing was, was costly. You, what do you mean costly? Pay, what do you mean like that? you have, you, you had to pay for prints. This is before digitals are free. Gotcha. You actually had to pay for the prints to, to come out. And if they didn't come out correctly, you had to pay for the next one. You had to pay for the edits to be done. And You're the not edits paying for were, your you know, own, are you? Someone else is paying for that. Don't you have well, to? Well, 
The guy yes. who hired you was paying for that. Yes and no. Yes and no. When you're first starting out, no. So when you're first starting out, a lot of it is you have to either make friends with photographers who are willing to kind of take a risk on you and spend their own money on you. And, and in exchange, you pretty much ex- you get portfolio privileges. You get to have some free um, work that you can show and then you get some gotcha. practice and they get some work that they can show. So it's it's an exchange. It's called a trade. That's usually how you start. And then there is fashion shows that a lot of times you are asked to do as like a kind of just like a, a trade for clothes or you get a gift certificate or you get maybe a lower pay. So it's usually not as much as if you were to be hired as a, as a, as a runway for like a season event. So something like, you know, Miami week or any of the major fashion weeks, they will pay a lot more than if you're just starting out and you're doing little small shows here and there for boutique shops, which is usually how you get in. So So you're talking about everything except for the question I asked you. Right. So the, the girls that are doing the, the, when they're first starting out, I think are of course much more humble and a lot more down to earth and they definitely like the attention. So they're, definitely talking about themselves a lot and they like to be doted on and they like to know that they look good and they like to hear the compliments. I think once somebody has been modeling a while and they already have a lot of work behind them and they already walk with that swag and they already, they already got heels on them all the time. Like it's a part of their body. That is not the woman that, that you want to draw a job. Like if you're, if you're just staring at them and like they're a piece of meat, that is not going to be a compliment. They're going to be tired of that they're going to be really over you and they're not going to feel like you see past the beauty. And so that is, so that is a difference. If you are trying to get with the girl that's already been there and done that and knows that she's hot shit, you should not be talking about how hot she looks. Uh, That should not be the first thing out of your mouth. It should be, you know, something of, of intelligence and something that is intriguing. And especially if a woman like that, she walks into a room, of course she's used to guys with, a lot of swag coming to her. I mean, she's already done this for a few years. So, right. All your cheesy lines are not going to work. You need to be, you need to be interesting and realistic and you need to be down to earth. So when you start with your beautiful, you're saying don't even try that for the experience experienced? model. Experience model. Yeah. Like if a woman walks into the room and you're a little scared of her cause she looks that hot and she looks that that mature and she seems like she knows what she's doing. That's the woman I want to talk about. Because she already does know what she's doing and she's probably already slept with a few of you and you will not impress her by telling her how sexy she is or. So what do you tell? So so what I shouldn't do is not as interesting to me as what I should do. Is there something I should do? What you should do is act like you are over age 50 in terms of your brain. Okay. Like you so need act to, like an old man in your brain. You need okay. to, you need to think like one because they're smart, they're experienced, they're intelligent and they're confident and they've already wooed a woman or two and they already have enough, you know, on their plate that they're not intimidated by somebody like that. So but you, you need to, you need to dress and you need to have the energy of someone younger who can handle a little more excitement. So you approach them by saying, uh, do you want to wake up early with me and eat oatmeal and yell at the the children on my lawn? Is that? (laughs) It might be more interesting than the 25 year old who's like, hey, honey, (laughs) you want a drink, right? I mean, compared to that, I'd probably take the oatmeal and the yelling kids by far. 
Yeah. I always come up with this, what, like 30 years too late is sort of the right? story of my life. Yeah. So. Right. So see, if you knew what you knew now, like 30 years ago, you would be just killing it. I mean. You're telling me. <laughs> so I think this is where um, people are usually surprised when they see like the hot chick talking to the the guy who's already great hair, right? He's, he looks like he might have already been married once or twice. And they're like, out of all the hot guys here, why is that girl talking to that guy? Because he's interesting. Is that because he has money, though? I mean, is he interesting no, because he has money? Can he afford I it? Don't, I don't. You know what? It, it's a little bit of that, but not even that. I think it's just confidence. There's, I mean, there's a there's a big difference between having money and feeling confident about what you have, right? So... Okay. Um, you can have a guy that has nothing, but he's so sure that he's fun and that he is, um, you know, going to make it work. And that might be the guy that wins over the guy that's got all the jewels. So certainty and being sure certainty and confidence, confidence is confidence. so important. So important. And I think that's really where a lot of guys lack is that, they really get insecure when that is the most unattractive thing. That is the most unattractive thing. You are going after a diamond and you can't be well, it really is. Insecurity is by far the most attractive. Right. Most unattractive. So you, you, yes. You cannot be fumbling, right? You cannot be shaking when somebody puts a diamond in your hand and drop it. you gotta, you got to be secure, be able to look it straight and really admire it, even okay, if so- you don't want it. I'm a strong believer that women generally can't tell the difference on if a guy is confident for a good reason or if he's just confident because he's too stupid to understand that he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. Mm. Do you believe just being confident no matter what, even if it's something you know you can't do is the way to go? Fake it till you make it. Although, of course, I've dated the fake it till you make it. So, I mean, I've fallen for that. Um, so, so don't do what I say. Do what I... No, don't do what uh, I did. I mean, you know what? I think you just... You have to experience it for yourself. I think you just... That's what life is, right? You have to make mistakes and you have to try whatever it is at the moment that gets you. And then you learn from that. Um, so I think the fake it or make it is what a lot of guys do. Because I think... You know, just like anything, you start something that you're not really sure of, if it's out of your caliber or you're just not used to it or just strain, it, it, it just, it's just different for you. Or maybe it's not, maybe it's just that you naturally, right. You just feel like you gotta, you gotta fake something to be able to get there. I think it's always going to be a struggle once, once some truths come out. Right. And then, and then there's the ones that are really honest about what they know and they don't know. And I personally think that's much more fascinating because it takes a lot more strength to be honest and to be um, comfortable in your skin, right? Do you think beautiful women uh, generally respond differently to guys who approach them as opposed to – tell me what you mean. I mean – I have such amazing friends that are of all types, but there's definitely some, you definitely know the women that walk in the room that everyone's draw just 
drops and everyone just stares at her and they all know who she is, right? Those women. No, 100%. Those women that no matter how old they are, I mean, they could be in their 60s, they still walk in the room and they look just gorgeous. And those are the ones that everyone would do anyway. Like, they don't care how old you are. They don't care how many kids you've had. (laughs) They still fantasize about that woman. And those are beautiful women, right? And there's something about those kind of women that I think is very powerful. And a lot of it is because they just feel confident in who they are. They just, they trust who they are. And, um, but do they I respond they, differently to men who approach I think them? they do. I think they do. So I have noticed. Um, I've noticed in particular when I've been in a group of models. And, of course, guys will come over and try to give you drinks. So they'll try to talk a story. It's actually the ones that don't come over. It's the ones that buy the entire group a drink. And, they, and we don't even know who they are. That's the ones that we're like. Who was who that? Who was that guy that didn't even say hi? Or it's the ones that sent well, um, sent yeah. letters. They sent letters. There's no money involved. It's like everyone got like a little letter of an invite, an invite to something, or everyone got like a, a little note. Or this um, is later. This is this is at you know like after the show, or this is when you're sitting around at a group somewhere, or then there's um, there's just that one guy that you know, doesn't bullshit and just shows up like t-shirt and jeans and is like, hi, how are you doing? Uh, I, I thought you did great. Or I've, I've read your, I've read about you or I've, um, you know, I noticed that you drink da 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 da. Have you ever tried this? You know, it, when it has nothing to do with, when it has nothing to do with trying to get them anywhere and it's more about getting to know them. It's more about, you know, I noticed about you. I, I care about who you are. I actually, you know, I, I saw that you that you liked this, and I'm interested in you instead of just being gawking over the the beauty. But girls know when the guy approaches them, he's trying to sleep with her at some point. Like it's not a mystery, right? Sometimes. Is it sometimes, sometimes. a mystery? Is it like do you sometimes say, "Hey, no, 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 he's not interested in me." There's a lot of gay men in this industry, so I mean, there's a lot of times, you know, that, that you, you just can't, can't see tell. that coming a mile away. That's not well. There's sometimes you think they're gay, like you honestly think they're gay because they just they've got that that flamboyant, like you know, they dress too well. There's no way that they're straight because they just they've got like the matching everything, and they might even have their nails manicured. And then and then come to find like he tries to hit on the girl later, and you're like, wow. Wow. <laughs> right? I never saw that one coming. Like, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, there are some surprises. I think also, um, I think the ones that are really smart, they go for the friends, which I think is kind of interesting. They get to know the friends first. Like, there's not this obvious. It's not so very they obvious who they're after. Friends to pivot to the girl they like, or they just look for the girl who is maybe not as beautiful as the one you were just describing. I think it's just, I think it's just strategy. I think, you know, I would do the same. I mean, if I was trying to pinpoint a guy that was, you know, every girl would want him. I'm not going to give him the, the, the usual he's used to, he's used to where the girl wants him is going to flatter him. No, I'm going to, I'm going to go check out all his friends and see what I can find out about him. So first, you know, first you break the friend's heart. I'm not going to break the friend's heart. I'm going to go talk story. Come on. I'm not going to go break the friend's heart. When they fall in love as you talk story. 
as I have a conversation, my goodness, it can't be that dramatic. Oh my God. We're having a conversation. Really? A one-time conversation? I mean, there's no promise of anything. I'm not even, I'm not even giving a number. I'm not even like inferring to something later. I'm just like, Hey, do you work with him? Like that kind of conversation or I got you. Right. Like we're having, we're having a platonic conversation here or Hey, what, uh, what brought you here or what do you do for a living? Or are you all in the same, you know, uh, firm or the network? I mean, those are the kind of conversations I'm talking about. Like, I'm not going to just go straight up and, and make it obvious because, you don't know, maybe they're married. Maybe, maybe they're in a relationship. Maybe they've got like a a bad streak that you need to kind of figure out along the way. And all those things would make them more interesting. Uh, I I don't want the I don't want the dramatic um, that they're already married and they're still trying to date you. Definitely not. No. It would be more of a challenge, more excitement. Uh, no, not at all. I mean, unless they're already divorcing, that's a pretty that's a pretty complicated like a bad karma juju. <laughs> I'm not asking for the for the backlash from the universe, you know. No, we don't want universal backlash. Okay, right. so what is the most unsuccessful pickup line or opening remark you've heard <laughs> in your head? The most unsuccessful. I'm not talking about something that's so uh, bad. You said, no, no, I want to talk to you. That was so bad. You're okay. charming. No, no, no. What's the, is it, what's the worst? Well, off the top of my head, um, <laughs> I was actually on Wild Wahine in 2011. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on the 98.5 show. Explain what that is. Explain what that is. I know, but for people. Oh aren't goodness! So I don't know if you listened to the 98.5. The 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 group of guys that they've been there for years, and they basically find chicks that they're trying to like sell online. Like they sell a date, basically. So they they kind of. They allow guys to call in and, and, you know, pitch themselves and tell them why they're going to be the best thing of their life. And the guys will sing and they, I mean, they tell you like their dates that they're going to take you on. They, they talk about how much money they make. They talk about their muscles, like how much they can bench press. I mean. So these oh are guys goodness. who you've never seen. We oh I and this is when I did this in 2011. There was no Instagram. So right now, Crazy Oshiro, he's like the main host of this. Crazy Oshiro, okay. he's a good friend. He's a friend of mine too. Like we, you know, he still texts everyone's every once in a while. But we, um, he he didn't he didn't post pictures at the time. Like he does teasers now, so he'll take pictures of the girls' back or like their hair or their or like their tattoos, and he'll post it prior to their show and then that's when the guys get all excited and then they start prepping up for it. So they kind of have an idea of what the girl looks like, but the girl has no idea what the guy looks like. And I was at the time where they didn't even know what I look like. So they're just hearing my my voice and they're hearing how I'm talking and the type of questions and they can call in and say anything. So that by far is the most unsuccessful. What did they pitch you (laughs) in that conversation on that radio show? Oh my God. Something stuck with you until now. What is it? And one guy sang, I mean, he like belted out a love song and it was, it was pretty good, but I just felt so bad because I was just not interested at all. And I mean, he was not interested in the song. You weren't interested in before he started singing. Before he started singing. No, no, I like singers. I just like, he was already not 
somebody I was interested in just from the way he was talking. I mean, I could tell like he, he didn't really have much to say. He didn't sound like, um, he didn't sound like we'd have anything in common and yet he was trying so hard and, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was just sweet. It was very sweet, but I just felt bad. Do you and, remember the song? Um, I remember the song. Oh God. No, I don't remember the song. Oh, I don't remember the song. I do remember there was one that was trying to tell me how amazing in bed he would be. That was pretty interesting too, which I mean, when you've never met somebody, I was like, wow, like that is a, <laughs> is that, that is, is that a strong power move? Is that a? I mean, I guess that's like, what Tinder is now, right? Like, <laughs> I, it was like the pre-Tinder. Uh, can I get you with you know how amazing my muscles will will penetrate? And I mean, it was. <laughs> oh, I like the way the word pre-Tinder sounds. Like pre-Tinder sounds like uh, what it should be. That's a. That was that was that was pretty interesting. I mean, oh goodness. So, okay, um, so we talked about the worst. Okay. The question that always comes best is, which is the one that worked? Which is, which the, is the one that worked? What's the best? I don't mean from that particular show. What's the, what's the one I should put in my pocket? What's the... Oh, boy. It doesn't have to be one size fits all, but what's the one that for you, whenever you heard it at that particular time, made you go, hey, we're going to keep having this conversation or whatever it was. Like, I'm going to listen to it. I'm not going to wave this guy away because I'm talking to my friends right now. I mean, that's, that's, that's a hard one. I've had a few boyfriends. So, I mean, before I was married, there was a few boyfriends. So obviously their first lines were pretty exciting. And then I got married. So obviously that line was pretty exciting too. <laughs> but you didn't get right? married because of the line, right? Like, I mean, I didn't it wasn't married, like, no, it no, wasn't like not. that line was so great that you said, no, that, right. that line was horrible. Let me tell you his line. The one that I married, his line was horrible. I mean, I still make fun of him. Yes. No a, he was, he was sweaty. Like I worked at, okay. So I managed, a, I, I managed a triathlon shop at the time. I had a few things going on, but okay. this one in particular, I just started working a triathlon shop. I used to manage Boca Hawaii. I love them. I was in heels because I was a model and I came from a bikini shop. So I'm used to wearing like tiny little skirts and little heels. And I was doing that in a bike shop where it's like sweaty guys in athletic gear and they want to run for miles and they want to swim and they want to be an Ironman. And McCunny walks in. And I just met, I just met like 300 people in two days, all sweaty in gym gear. Right. And it's, it's like a locker room scent. Like that is the scent and the, everyone has no makeup and no, and like the deodorant's already deteriorated. Right. So, okay. um, he walks in and he's straddling a bike and he's got like sweat on his crotch and under his armpits. And he's like, the helmet he takes off is like dripping in sweat. <laughs> and he's like, Doing, doing the obvious, checking me out, like the eyes, like completely up and down my body. I'm like, oh, God, like, come on. Like, come on, right? And then and he, like, preps up his, his body. And I can't describe it any more than, like, what a like what a rooster does, right? Where they, like, they, like cock up their neck and they stick out their chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> you actually <laughs> see him do this? I was like, oh, my God. No, don't touch You saw me. it coming. So you saw the whole thing on its way. Oh my god, he is so bluntly obvious. Like if you if you know him, he is just <laughs> But that's part of the like, charm, right? That's part of the I mean, it was part of the charm. I definitely didn't take him serious though, for sure. I was like, Oh, you are kidding me, right? And he's like, Hi, my name's McCunny Christensen. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just oh god, I was like dying in laughter, but <laughs> 
So you know, this is my name. That was it. No, it wasn't just that. And I said, I, I need to hear name. more because I don't buy that. It was just. And he said, he said, do you have a boyfriend? I said, yes. He says, okay, that's a right. I can share. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I don't share, but thank you. He's like, well, when you're done with him, you can call me. I'll be waiting. <laughs> And did you take that as a power move? Did you take that as uh, oh, I'm like I took it as a red flag. There were many red flags. <laughs> you took it many. as a red flag. I did. I was like, oh boy, no, this is but, not this is not good. So this is what I go back to. The the, the red flags are actually uh, more like a, a red flag in front of a bull. It's not a red flag like in soccer where they say you're out of the game. Oh, well, it's a red flag in front of the bull you know, saying, all right, I got a charge right now. You know, no, I, I made him wait six months. I, I really honestly was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. And he was just so persistent. I mean, so persistent. What do you mean by he, he was, was persistent? Like he came and hung out all the time. And even when there was no workout class, he somehow showed up and like found reasons that his bike needed fixing or he had to talk to <laughs> somebody or he would just hang out and like buy a power bar and like eat it on the couch while I'm working. And um, he would always have his shirt off, just like in his Facebook live videos, you know? I mean, I'm like, really? Like, do you really need this much attention? Obviously, he did. Um, and you know what? He he asked a lot of questions in a way that was not, um, like, I could just tell that he was trying to get to know me, but he wasn't going to say straight out that he wanted to get to know me. Um, and then he would drop little hints all the time. And... I just kept telling him, no, I live with my boyfriend. Thank you so much. Yes, you're very interesting. And then I did break up with the boyfriend and I ended up calling him like a month after. And he was like, you broke up with the boyfriend, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> was that the first time you called him? Um, that was the first time I called him. Yes, we actually hung out. We hung out a couple of times before that, but it was with other friends. It was with okay. like mutual friends that we had. But the and, first time you placed a phone call to him was because yes. you had broke up with the boyfriend and you were trying to close that chapter. I wasn't trying to close the chapter, honestly. I was like, well, this guy obviously is interested. He's very fun. We hung out before and nothing happened. So I think he's safe. He was not safe. I ended up, you know, six <laughs> months later on probably. Because he was safe? <laughs> he wasn't safe. He wasn't safe in that way. But I was like, I was like, if a guy for six months can talk to me and he's not going to push anything, I was okay, like, okay, that's fair. That's you fair. know, I was like, and like he he tried really hard, and he's not, he's not like you know getting pissed at me that I'm not. What, dating when you say him, he so tried hard, tell us what you mean by that. When you say he tried hard, well, because you don't. I mean, he didn't make you uncomfortable. That's not what you're saying. No, but like he kept make, showing up, he kept asking questions, like he tried gotcha. to make friends with everyone there. Everyone knew he liked me. My boss even was like, um, so <laughs> I mean my boss warned me about him. My boss even was like, um, so he likes you. I'm just I'm just a little worried. <laughs> warned you meaning what? Worried like um he was you know former military and that that was you know something that he knew I didn't want he I was really clear that I didn't like military guys I thought they were way too aggressive okay. um which but I still you, I, I think, you know what no he's still aggressive <laughs> <laughs> what I learned is that I'm just very strong and I'm really 
I should have, I should have been a Marine is what I've learned is that I'm just, I'm very much like, I don't take shit. And I just, I'm very tough on him. And I think that's the only reason why I've survived is because I'm, I'm equally as resilient, but it's not that I, it's not that I think that they're not aggressive. They're very aggressive. I think you just have to be really aggressive back and you have to learn how to hold your own. And I had to learn how to swear and I had to learn how to drink shots and, and drink whiskey like a man. And, you know, <laughs> so this is what I'm going to tell you. I think we're going to revisit this topic. I think this is going to be a, a, a reoccurring topic at our show. <laughs> of, uh, I don't know. Naomi's thoughts on dating. Naomi's thoughts on. Right. What lines got me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, go think, back to I think we're going to have to revisit this, but I think for now <laughs> tonight, I think I'm ready to put it to bed. I think. Uh, Good. I've learned a little bit and I think I need to uh, sleep on it. (laughs) Put it in the practice and come back and let you know. Very good. Yes. Thank you very much, Naomi. I appreciate uh, your time and thanks for being on the, thanks for being my co-host on the Aloha Friday podcast. I know this is me interviewing you tonight, but, uh, but uh, you know, well, and we'll people can let us know if you, if you're listening, I don't have a problem talking directly to the audience. If you're listening, and you like uh, hearing what Naomi has to say, let us know. If you want Naomi to stop talking, uh, write to us and let us know. If uh, you think something's good, let us know. If I'm too cornball, you just uh, reach out to us because everybody listening at this point is probably related to either me or you. So Right. And if you like, want to hear about Marcus and what got him, his first lines, I mean, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're ready to cry about that tragedy. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a tragic comedy is what that's going to be. The, com- the comedy of errors that uh, has got me to this point in my life. I don't know if that's really what you want to hear. But tonight is all about you. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next time.